This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on. Ready! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast. Eddie Radosevich and I, we are driving back, actually. A uh, very dangerous situation. It's the mobile unit. It's like a mobile unit is what it is. It's midnight. It's mobile right scoop midnight. HD. It's right at midnight. Uh, I've got my second win. We just heard LSU lose to Auburn. Uh, also, a little Bush machine head kind of got me going a little bit. Things are not going well for Edo. It's it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a... Eddie a has another medical end. condition, apparently. I think I was dying today. I don't know what happened. You had a day of blue balls, apparently. I have no idea. It's not. It, but it wasn't just. Now nah, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, well, we are sitting in a gas station parking lot. We're doing that for one reason. Uh, we gotta let this car pass because I am in my own Eskridge Lexus IS three fifty F Sport uh, performance package. And we thought we would see uh, what it sounded like on the pod if I just gunned it in the uh, super sport mode. So, are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Uh, just don't kill it. us. God damn it, people, stop. We're going to go fast, all right? We're going to go very fast. And, and you can't just pull out like a grandma. Okay, so here's my here's my Eskridge Lexus. I feel like Jeff Gordon. Uh, F-Sport IS350 with a performance package being gunned onto the highway. better stop at 90 because the cops are probably getting that was exhilarating wasn't it it wasn't you know it's not like tesla acceleration which i hate because it's like you you feel like you need spinal surgery sure. after it's over oh shit there's a cop you won't get me uh hopefully he's not coming for me no it's on the other side we'll just keep going though if if they do uh we put it in uh, end up uh, mode, coming so after us eco. are those lights getting bigger no no he's on the other side okay He's on the north end. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, Sooners win it today. It was... It just... It, it can't ever just go according to plan. <laughs> I know. I know. I th- Like, once you were able to breathe a little bit and, you know, OU has built a 17-point lead in the second half, it's like, okay, everything's kind of gone to plan. And then all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, and OU's having to... Uh, basically recover on sides to hold on to their lives. Oh but I, I will say, though, it's like 
you know, as weird as the game was, and we'll get into the atmosphere and stuff like that at uh, Bill Snyder Stadium uh, or Family Stadium because it was. I thought it was a great crowd. It was one oh, of the better crowds. Even from the press box, I can tell it was fantastic. Loud. Pissed off. A lot. Yes, very like. You said at one point you were scared for your own life. It was. I mean, after the uh, the overturn of the onside, it was like one of those moments. Like people were throwing shoes onto the field. I uh, I got a good picture uh, of myself holding like one of the shoes. But it was uh, it was it was just a weird day and another kind of uh, I guess just it, it's how the season has gone, isn't it, Carrie? It's like through five games, this bitch is it's been just really really strange. I mean, I think Lincoln Riley wanted to fight with me after in the post game press conference. There's a little contention there. Um, I mean, look, I was trying to. I know what you meant. The fact that, and I did, you know tell him last couple of years like last year and this year is what I meant uh but I mean they scored in their first five positions possessions Eddie I mean and they had three possessions in the first half barely and they get the ball after what was it a minute and a half and they take it down and get it in Gabe Burke like not even in Burkitt's field goal range they got it in like uh oh what's the kicker we all hated well, I didn't hate him. Jimmy but Stevens. I was going to no, Jimmy no, Stevens Jimmy. Kicking range. I thought you were going to say Austin Seibert. Yeah, but in the second and third quarter, Oklahoma uh, outgained Kansas State 308 yard by by 308 yards, and uh, outscored them 24 to two or 24 to 10 in those that period those two periods. So it was a lot like what I think a lot of people thought this Oklahoma offense was going to look like, and I know that there were some things you know within the game that it just simply like. They got to clean up the penalties. They got to clean up a lot of the stuff up front. But it was a step in the right direction. Well, it was. Offensively, especially, you got to see Kennedy Brooks, which he didn't run the ball until the last play of the first quarter. But when he did, it went for 15 yards. Uh, but they got him involved. You got to see him be the ma- the main focus of the running game. Uh, and something else you saw today, Eddie, you got to see Lincoln Riley use Jeremiah Hall as a weapon on offense. We haven't seen that yeah. all season long. Two touchdowns for Jeremiah Hall. I, I was shocked to see that uh, somebody – no, no, okay. Somebody said that that was his first touchdown, and that wasn't that, – that wasn't rushing true. Touchdown, his first, first rushing, rushing touchdown. touchdown. Okay. Yeah, that nine, makes sense. Uh, pass touchdown, receiving touchdowns before that. Yeah, I, I, I knew that they had used him out in the flats a couple times. But, yeah, like – it's good to see the H-back room get a little bit more love. Uh, Austin Stogner looked good at times. Braden Willis, a little dump-off pass. If there's anything that we can say about this offensive performance today, and uh, Spencer Rattler, 22-25 on the afternoon, it's that they made it a they made it a point to get him out and moving around. Uh, I Or at least I thought they did well, uh, th- I, this I mean, afternoon. First off, let's go back early. It was a bad day for the We Want Caleb crowd today. Um, they bring he just in, he just took his eyes off of it. Took, like I got a, I got a great video of it. I was I was kind of like panned real close in on his face, and he just he took his eyes off of it. Well, and it, you know he ended up coming back in the game, and we didn't ask Lincoln Riley why he came back in the game for that one play. If it was just something he planned to do, uh, I mean it, it, it's odd that you know you decide okay we're going to put Caleb Williams in the game when we're on the road. Like after what we just went through last week with Spencer and the chanting, I think that's just like one of those things, isn't it? It's just like that's the package that they want to be able to use at some point. And do you think that, like, maybe he got it was kind of like Lincoln's, I don't know, his, his, 
he kind of sat down with himself, looked himself in the mirror and said, these are the things that I believe in. These are the things that we need to focus on moving forward, which is running the ball, you know, putting Caleb Williams in the game every once in a while, uh, and just, just, just getting Spencer in better situations. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like Spencer ran the ball well today because the other the other parts of the running game were working. I mean, it just one hundred percent all clicked for the first time all season. You felt like the offense was clicking and that there was nothing that Kansas State could do to stop. Them. And even with that said, it's one of those things that it's like <laughs> there's still a ton of to work on. Uh, but it was good to see some of those guys come up with big receptions, and I thought it was it was kind of funny. You know, we were joking while we were walking into the stadium before the game, uh, seeing uh, the Mims family. Yeah, uh, it was a very obvious that they wanted to get him involved early in the game today. Yes, and that was another. Yeah, that's another thing. I believe that Marvin Mims is one of our best players. That would have been something Lincoln sat himself down in the mirror and talked about. Uh, my God, we're already at the toll. This is the, and they charge us two fifty for this. Uh, so, anyway, the other side of that quickly, just to kind of put a quick recap before we really start breaking things down, Alex Grinch could not have been more pissed off after the game. That is the maddest I've seen him after a game, or at least after a win, in his short time in Norman. I mean, he was irate. He was he was more than willing and, he was and more than message. ready to throw some guys on. I, I don't want to say throw some guys under the bus. He was more than willing to, uh, uh, I guess, send some words of encouragement to some of his players because, <laughs> uh, I mean, where do you want to even begin? I mean, well, it was. And here's the thing that, in my experience doing this, when it happens that a coach starts being critical of players to the to the media, it means he feels like he's done all he can do to reach them behind. Like the a last ditch yes. effort, which isn't good. Like, and that's not, not the, a good it's situation. Not the, it's not the, the Isaiah Thomases and the Nick Benitos and all those people. He's mad at, at the Keyshawn Lawrences, I think. And he's yeah. mad. Uh, like, the fact that, that Jordan Mukes played corner today and got burnt, like, that was the last resort. Like, maybe it's a Joshua Eaton. Yeah, they went right at him. I didn't even see Eaton out there today. Uh, I could have missed him. but Well, and you noted, noted in the pregame, he didn't even have his cast on today. Yeah, he, he had the cast off, which kind of made you think, like, okay, maybe he's going to get more of an opportunity today. And, uh, he, you know, he was locked in before the game. Uh, just seeing how they, like, work out. He was, like, one of the first guys out of the locker room when OU came out for the game. Uh, you know, like, onto the field for the actual game after pregame. So, it was just, it was strange. But and I'll tell you this, though. I'm here for coaches being pissed off and fighting. Like Lincoln, you want to fight me every every post media scrum? Let's do it. Like well, that's, if that's what it takes to send a message that you guys are are pissed off and you're willing to do what has to be sure. done in order to get this team in shape and to get the media in shape. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna have much luck at me in shape, but uh, I mean, look, I, I I don't mind dealing during the season with a bunch of crabby coaches. No I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, conditioned. To be that way with Bob Stoops. Well, I think years. that there's a lot of people that kind of wanted to see that from uh, from Alex Grinch. I know that we put up the post game on the board, Carrie, and uh, there's a lot of people that are pretty excited about how Alex Grinch handled things after the game, just for the fact that it. it I think it kind of just proves to everybody it's like, okay, yeah, they they're. I don't want to say like in our corner by any means, but it's like, okay, they're as mad as I am, so that means that there's a positive going yeah. on. Yeah. Now you you say that, and they're going into probably the biggest week of the season and uh, a, a little game down in Dallas coming up. So it's it's going to 
Thank you very much. It's gonna Hold be on, uh, it's gonna, it's a big week. We're coming under the uh, toll. It's kind of chilly out tonight. It's nice. It is nice. So it, it like the the linebacker thing though, and I DM'd you guys during the game. It's like, can they not get a single player to make a play behind the line of scrimmage? I just I don't understand why how how they're getting lost in there. Why they're not making plays? It's like they've regressed in in some instances. By the way, uh, I know some people don't want to hear this. Justin Broyles played a good game. Today. He played well today. He and, played well today. And I'll say this: like before the injury. Yeah, before he got hurt. Um, that I mean, that's another striking thing. Like Justin Broyles did some good things in the run game, just like Delaria Turner Yellow has been doing. And like you're saying, where are the guys in between the defensive linemen and the safeties to yeah. make those plays? They're we non-existent. To not find those players on the field. There was one play uh, that I remember particularly in the second quarter, and Brian Osamo was back in the backfield, and he just like it was almost like he let the guy run right by him. I I don't have really an answer for where those guys are going and and just how disappointing that group's been. And I like Brian Odom a lot. It just it seems like they're just not making plays right now. Well, and like you say, like you said, Brian Osamoa made a lot of strides last year, and he did some nice things in the West Virginia game. We talked about it on the Isaiah Thomas show, uh, and you see some things from from Deshaun White. But it's kind of like everything else, Eddie. Where is the consistency in some of these situations? Yeah, it's just whether it's the offensive line, the linebackers, the corners. There's consistency problems in a lot of areas. Yeah, and there is, and you know, because there are some bright spots. Like at times, I think Shane Wider plays really Witter. well. Witter, whatever. But and the other thing, it's like you know, as, as good as the defensive line has been. Uh, Skylar Thompson was a statue back yes. there today. And they just I mean, couldn't get to him. And and we were asking Josh about this, or I was, during uh, the game. Like, is it, like, on TV, do you get the sense of how immobile yeah. Skylar Thompson yeah. really is in this game? Because there was a, a, a play where he got knocked down late. He had to have people help him get up. And his leg, he had to keep it straight uh, he, the entire time. He put his balls on the table today. There's no doubt about that. His nutsack was right there on the table. Well, and I asked, you know, um, Alex Grinch about that after the game, uh, just about, you know, how did you guys handle that, not knowing if he was going to play, and uh, did you, you know, think about his mobility and, and how you might take advantage of that? And his answer was, uh, well, they look like the team that was preparing all week to play us, and we look like the team that didn't prepare at all to play Skylar Thompson. He basically said that they had an awful week of practice, which has become kind of a theme, has it not, of the defensive side of the football? Like, Alex comes in every Tuesday and just kind of, I don't know, it's almost deflating. It's like, you know that they had a bad week of practice. I mean, I do think that they're going to go look at that tape and they're going to see a team that was going for it no matter what on every sure. situation and and say to themselves, you know, they averaged roughly the same amount of yards per play, both teams did. Um, I, I think they're going to look at that and not – I mean, like, Alex was just – he was almost devastated after that game was over. No, he was. He was. I mean, when you're having the conversation the fifth week of the season about 
we really just need these guys to buy in. Trust the coaching. Trust what we're telling you. Trust what we're, we're, we're putting you in position to do. It seems like that's not happening. Well, and we saw some frustration from Perry on Winfrey after the game in a now-deleted tweet. Yeah. Uh, tired of this shit emoji, poop emoji. Yeah. Um, but I, maybe I imagine, he's talking about getting held. I imagine he's talking about getting held. But, I mean, that was another question I asked Alex. Like, are you surprised that you're not getting more individual plays sure. from guys? I mean, Isaiah Thomas had a sack today. He and Nick Medino did some really good things. But, you know, outside of that, you're not seeing a ton of stuff from Perry on Winfrey. You're not no. seeing – I mean, Jalen Redmond's out. I don't know what happened to Corey Roberson. He was so good a week ago. He was non-existent. That he might have been banged up. I don't know. Uh, but you saw him trying like Kelvin Gilliam. Uh, Isaiah Coe got hurt in the middle of the game. But you're just not seeing those flashes enough. And other than Reggie Grimes, who had the big uh, forced fumble early in the game, like who else on that defensive line is stepping up besides uh, Isaiah uh, Perry on once in a while? Because, I mean, he had the sack and the, the uh, grounding penalty against uh, Daigie last week. Uh, and then Nick Benito's making plays. But and, – and Reggie Grimes, I mean, that's four people, but two of them play the same position. Yeah, and then uh, you're talking about – Four guys, which kind of makes it even more of a point of like. I mean, that's four more linebackers than they have making plays right now. Well, that's true, but at the same time, it's like why keep rotating all these guys if you're only getting play out of four of them? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I I think that's you know, and I think that's probably like, are you going to get as many plays if if they're out there just tired as dogs? Yeah, the whole time? that's part of the buy-in process too, though, isn't it? Well, I think that's why Grinch is so upset is because he is trying to give guys reps. Uh, and today it sounded like it was more, I'm not going to give guys reps unless they earn it in practice. Sure. Because what I get is that he is he has kind of broken his rule maybe and let guys go into games that haven't been practicing well and they still don't do well in games. And, like, somewhere that point was made today. Like, yeah. he, he must have played someone today more reps than he deserved because he wasn't doing it in practice and he still sucked in the game. Yeah, I wonder who that could be. I don't know who be. that is, yeah. They Might just be multiple people. Sure, they just maybe it's Key Lawrence. I mean, he had an interception, hit him right in the head. I mean, some of the stuff, and I think that was the most frustrating thing for uh, Oklahoma and the uh, and Alex Grinch today was the fact that they cleaned most of the stuff up underneath, and then they just kept getting hit over the top. Well, and that was another thing that Grinch was like, you know, we're na- we're on a national TV broadcast, and you would think that none of us coached anyone to know that they were going to hit Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield. He had some, Alex Grinch had some absolute gems during the post-game press conference today. If you haven't checked it out, get to the Crimson Corner, find it somewhere online. Because, I mean, I, that was one of my favorite ones. Like, basically, I look like an asshole out here on <laughs> national television. I mean, that's basically what he said. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, I, this, my team looks like they don't, they aren't getting coached at all. And that was kind of like the, the closing remark was, we got to be better. Well, from you, player to coaches to everybody within the program. That's three straight years where they've struggled against Kansas State. I'll tell you I mean, what, man, they just—it's got to be coming a, a little bit personal to Alex. Grinch. Sure, he just can't figure it out. He can't figure out what Chris Kleiman's doing to him. Well, that it, I think it's not just that, but he can't get his players to perform at a high enough level to defend his offenses. And the, the crazy thing is, is it's not like. Kansas State does a whole bunch of just crazy shit, right? 
You know, what, it's, you know what's coming. Like, you know exactly what's coming. They're going to line up, and gonna he's going to— going to get the ball to Deuce Vaughn, or if he gets some time, he's going to throw it, you know, he's going to throw it at the seams across the middle. Sure. I mean— It just—it doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. I mean, look, that's not to say that they didn't do some good things. No, they did. you got rolling on offense. The defense was playing well, but like you said, it, there were so many just, you know, just mental, just— brain fart moments. I mean, the Tyrese Robinson penalty. Uh, and Which I know, one? Uh, I know everybody saw him getting his ass chewed I've, out by I, I have not seen Lincoln chew out a player you were close like, to it. like that. Uh, it was like Mark Man- Mangino to keep yeah, the I mean, on the side. He light. just absolutely had him have it. And, I mean, as it turns out, what a big play that is. Yeah. That's the only thing that made the game a game. Sure. You're up by ten, or you're up by seventeen, and all of a sudden, it's a six-point game. I mean, it was, it was incredible, and like you said, that's not the first mistake that Tyrese Robinson made in that game. No, he had he had multiple. I, I think he had four penalties today. Him and Chris Murray, uh, that that th- those two had a pretty rough afternoon. There's just no other way to say it. They had a rough, rough day. And you know what? The offensive line played well today. I yeah, mean, for the most part. I they, mean, they allowed I, Spencer Rattler time. Uh, they opened up running holes for the running backs. But this, the the stupid penalties, it's just like, my God. Well, how many times can you get the ball, like, down inside the red zone, and then all of a sudden you're looking up and it's first and goal from the 15-yard line or first and goal from the 20-yard line? Yeah. It happened a lot. I mean, it, the perfect example was uh, the opening drive. And, I mean, this week Spencer Rattler kept saving your ass over and over again when that happened. That's true. And Drake Stoops saved his ass, their ass one time. and uh, I mean, they were able to get out of it a little bit. It was uh, from just a Spencer Rattler look and the performance that he was able to put together, I don't know any other way that he didn't – I don't know any other way to say it than to say that he took something out of the end of that ball game last week. He looked so much more comfortable. He looked yeah. like he's still I, that fourth quarter. You're saying when he, right, when he let right, him down the field. right. They still are going to have problems about hitting things and being explosive to a certain extent. But this was the first time all year that I thought that he was very decisive and he made, in what and he, he was he wanting made to do. Some of those throws that he was making at the end of the last year. Yeah, the uh, where you're like, I can't believe he fit that in that. Window. I think it was the third down to Jaden Hazelwood. And I think uh, there was one to Stogner too. Stogner, yeah, and he had one to Stogner as well. It's just like, okay, he's letting those guys go make a play. I, I, it, that's a positive, and you know, obviously, with everything that's going to go into this next week. Uh, in a trip to the Cotton Bowl that is looming. Wow. wow. I mean, I, I think that, you know, it. they at least found something that they can take with them and some good vibes, some good mojo. You think maybe that's part partially what Grinch was doing? Oh, I think there was a little bit of that. Like, I'm going to go in here and just fire and brimstone. I think there was a little bit of that, but I think, he, Texas is next. I think he was honestly pretty pissed off about how yeah, they played he today. Because he's not he's not an actor. He he's was not good at you know faking that stuff. You could just think. tell that he was stewing on the sidelines. You know how you could tell how mad he was. He gave very short answers in his post game press conference, which he never does. Yeah. Well, there was uh, I don't know if it was his brother. I don't know who it was, but there was somebody that like had his arm around him after the game. They're walking up the tunnel, and you know the whoever this guy was, you could just tell that like 
you know, he's kind of talking his ear off. He was happy, and Oklahoma had won and all this other stuff. And uh, you could just tell that Grinch didn't give a damn what this guy was saying. Yeah. He's, he was he was thinking about something else. He's thinking about how he needs more depth. I mean, that's kind of what I took out of today's post game with him. Is And, you know, they're playing Davion Harmon at corner. Um, I mean, they were just playing guys that they hadn't been playing. So, He's at his wit's end, and I'm sure the Harrington situation probably wasn't pleasant for him. Right. Because you know he lost a pretty good player. Well, I mean, whose fault is that, though? I you know, I guess that could be debated on who wanted to move to corner. I mean, I, I don't think anybody ever thought that was going to work out. Yeah. Well. Just kind of peculiar. We kept asking, could he play safety? And I got the sense from all those answers is that Grinch would love to have him at safety, but they promised him a shot at corner. So you think it was a, a Justin Harrington thing? It was his decision. I mean, he was very frustrated. I mean, from the stuff that we heard, he, like, literally walked out on the team and the yeah. facility. Like, huffed out. Which, you know, probably for the better if that if you're going to get something like that out of your program, probably for the better, right? Yeah, I mean, you just wish that it could have worked out better. I no, mean, there's no doubt about that. Figured it out. There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, Oklahoma's five and zero, and they're headed to Dallas, and it will be a very big game coming up next weekend. And you know what? Always trust Vegas. They, uh, I don't know what the, I believe. I think the number went off at like ten and a half. So they did not cover. They did not cover. And they played like shit to start that game. As usual. I mean, trust your. Trust Vegas. Well, you just can't bet. Like, they're the, I told you last week, it's like Oklahoma is the alumni's worst nightmare. They do not cover. They just don't. Well, no, if they, if they won by, what was the final score? 36 31? Or 37 31? I think it was four points. I think they were No, they won by, by six. Four. No, OU? No, I'm talking Texas. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'd never trust OU to cover anymore. I thought you were talking about OU. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, they won by five. They covered. I, if you got it, if you got it early, if they you got it at four, four and a half. Yeah. Thirty. What was it? Thirty-two, twenty-seven. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, there were so many things going on today. We were trying to get to the game, and um, but no, I mean, I mean, here just a quick little preview of the U40 this week. You thought they had problems with uh, with uh, Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield catching passes? What the hell's B. John Robinson going to do to that linebacker core? God. He might get into the Heisman Trophy conversation by the end of Saturday next week. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. It's There's some really big potential issues there. I mean, it's not good. It's not good. Now, everything's not just terrible right now, but... I mean, is it a stretch to say that maybe Texas's offensive line will be the worst offensive line they've faced since Tulane? Well, Western Carolina doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Even then, it's like you still see a bunch of guys that are just kind of standing around up there. Talking about a used defensive line. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're watching it, it is frustrating because – they think they're good enough to send four, and sometimes they are, but relying on that. Every, and, and there were times tonight when Grinch sent extra. Uh, yeah. And he sent blitzers, and he sent pressure. And K 
Kansas State's line just stood there like a wall and blocked it up. I mean, it was impressive to watch from the press box. There was also some times, though, that they got through and they were able to get a little bit of pressure on Skylar Thompson. Yeah, and what the... the, the Wow, what the fuck? There's no warning or anything. There's no, like, exit sign. My God. Uh, Is this Kansas? Are we still in Kansas? No, we're back in Oklahoma, so you know the roads are... OHP? Fix that shit. Shit. My God. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That car in front of us didn't know what to do either. No. Just ran off the the side of the road. Eskridge Lexus uh, dynamic handling package. Sure. I got to get my tires replaced now. OHP. It was good to see. Uh, we and we support the blue. We we They're love our OHP. we love what our am people I of, of ODOT. ODOT. ODOT's the people I'm angry at. It was good to see Kennedy Brooks start running the ball with a little bit of authority today. Thank you, Lincoln Riley, for finally calling his number. And I mean, you look at the the stat sheet; they kind of tabled Eric Gray. And yeah, deservedly so. I yeah. mean, you didn't have a you didn't have a lot of possessions. I mean, that was a good call. You did not have a lot of possessions in this game, and you made the decision to give the carries to Kennedy Brooks. I mean, that's what you have to do, Lincoln. Right? And you did. I'm not yelling at you. I am, I guess, but you made the right choice. And I don't want to be the jerk. Like it's not that. How hard is that? How hard was that? Like, no, you you made the right choice. You barely had any possessions in the game today. And you kept scoring because you leaned on Kennedy Brooks. So it a matter of just being able to get him on the field? I mean, it seems like Eric Gray's taking quite a few snaps away from Kennedy Brooks. Well, and I mean, they used a lot of Jeremiah Hall in two-back sets. Sure. I mean, I'd have to go back and watch the tape. It seemed like uh, there was an H-back back there at all the time. Yeah. And I mean, Kansas State, man, they were just daring OU to run the ball. That one. The one 28-yarder he had uh, towards the end there where you thought kind of sealed the game mm-hmm. away, they were literally playing five men in the box. Yeah. Which is just the ultimate disrespect move, isn't it? Well, that's I mean, that's the defense that everybody's talking about, the umbrella defense. I mean, like when you watch Iowa State play, they usually have six in the box. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're forcing you to try and run the ball, and they're trying to defend it with six. Against your, you know, against your five or your six. Sure. And their success has been that they've been able to do it most of the time, especially against OU. But, I mean, their offensive line did some really good stuff today. Yeah. Just the mental part of it. Yeah, you got to you gotta clean that up. You got to clean it up. I didn't think that uh, they were just awful by any means, but there were points where it's like you're they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the thing that you take from today is that... Maybe you found something offensively. Yeah, your offense feels like it's back or it's coming back. It definitely and feels like it's closer to back than a, maybe than what we thought it was a week ago when they scored 16 points. This is the best you should feel about your offense since the Cotton Bowl. Sure. Because it was really good. And Spencer Rattler was really good. 100%. I mean, that's the kind of Spencer Rattler, like... I, I'm not saying that he needs to be forgiven, but if you booed him last weekend... Yeah, he ripped the ball. You should forgive him. He ripped a couple. And I think that there's a little bit of confidence there. Like he, And not he, just you should forgive him. You should realize this isn't all on him. This is on his offensive line. This is on Lincoln Riley. This is on the running game. 
because that was an offense that everything at times were clicking. I mean, you sure. were hitting Marvin Mims. Uh, you were hitting Jaden Hazelwood. You were hitting uh, Mike Woods. I mean, everybody was sharing in the ball. No, it was a it was 100% a positive uh, and, a, and a step in the right direction for Oklahoma offensively today. I, I think just getting guys like Marvin Mims going uh, was, a, was welcome news. And good for his father's Twitter fingers. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they're just appeasing him. <laughs> we, uh, we really, really uh, fought the urge to go interview him before. We yeah, we saw him while we were walking in, and we thought maybe we should just break out the podcast equipment, sit down, kind of figure this thing out. What is uh, Marvin Senior? What uh, what message would you like to send to Lincoln over the podcast? That'd airwaves? Been awesome if he would. If we probably could have should have done it. Maybe next week. Meet us at the fair. Maybe we'll just it, yeah the fair. We'll just go walking around with the podcast equipment. Just oh, that would be a festival. I'm. It's going to be. I would imagine though, you Texas next weekend is going to be quite the festival of folks. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm really trying to figure out. How we handle the Isaiah Thomas show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have the post game coming up uh, early in the, on in the week, kind of wrap up what we saw. Like right now, literally, we're, it's 1230. We're driving home. We're in Oklahoma. Uh, I'll be dropping Eddie off in about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, then you will either go to bed or you'll continue working on video. I don't know which one you'll I'm choose. I'm going to bed. Uh, and then... We'll wake up early. We do this thing all again. Uh, you know, Bob's got a couple stories up from the game. Josh's got his grades up from the game. Um, it's uh, it's a different world we're living in now because we're doing a lot more shit. Now we're in Oklahoma. That wasn't ODOT. Yeah, it was. Okay. So. No, it was. And I, I guess we can't go this far into the podcast without saying uh, another just excellent Gabe Burkich performance. Yeah, I mean, it's just. That's really the first game that I remember kind of doing that thing that they do on television where you're, you're kind of mentally looking at where the line is that you have to get oh, to. Oh, yeah. To where you know he can kick it. Cause, like, was before, Gabe Burkich enough, though, to take away from the awfulness that was the kickoff return from uh, the Knowles kid and or the near onside lack thereof recovery? Uh, like, I, I think the special teams unit is going to take a hit this week in the grades. Yeah. And they're not going to be saved by Gabe Burkich again. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy, did we see a punter only once today? Uh, and yes, Can- and it was Kansas State. State's. So one time we saw a punter today. I believe that's correct. And I think until they took that timeout, they had to convince themselves that they were going to punt because they were so used to picking up every fourth down. If it tells you anything about the afternoon, Chris Kleiman went for it on fourth and 14, and they picked it up. <laughs> it's just like... I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking, like, the disrespect. I mean, it was like there was like eight minutes left in the th- third quarter, weren't there? Like he that was early, early in no the third shits. quarter. Like he believed he would pick up anything if he had to do it. it was and that's shades of why 2017. Alex Grinch is pissed off. Yeah, it was shades of 2017 defense. But you had a little bit more confidence in the back of your mind that they were going to be able to get off the field at but some point. I mean, point. they really before. It wasn't the Mukes bust, um, but literally, I was sitting next to Kansas State guys, uh, sports writers, and we both agreed, like, I think it was, like, maybe 30, 
it was in the 30s to like 17 at that point. 31, 17, 31, or 31, 14. Yeah, and I said, you know, if this, this drive stalls, they should probably get Skyler. They never Thompson got to 14, so it had to be 17. Yeah, I think it's 31, 17. And, and I was like, you know, if there's drive stalls, they really should get him out. Oh, I got to 34-17, too. And they were like, yeah, I definitely think that would be the way to go. because. But then all of a sudden, they get – they just – I'll give this up to Kansas State. They just kept finding life. I mean, it was impressive. They didn't quit at all. No, and I don't think anybody would have expected a Chris Kleiman team, too. Like, they're going to get better every week. It's going to be one of those teams that, like, I, I think that you don't want to play at the end of the year as if they don't run into the injury bug. But how bad are their other quarterbacks if that's what they chose to put out there today, by the way? Yeah, probably. A like, guy that could not move, yet he was still better than any sure, else on your roster. Sure. I Well, and I think that, you know, that might be a little bit of a, a peek behind the curtain and just as far as how hurt Will Howard was, actually. Yeah. But I, a lot of people thought their third stringer was better than Will Howard. Of course. Which is an indictment on the... You know, going on two years now, you'd think the same thing, probably. He's been, I guess, put into a little bit of a a bad spot because he didn't have spring, he didn't have summer. Then he was thrown in there when Skyler got hurt last year. Hasn't really been able to develop, really. By the way, we want to thank uh, Eskridge Lexus for always taking care of us on the road. Uh, I chose to just drive my own car today because Eddie and I were coming down and to be honest, Eddie, we've never broken in the new car together. No, it's been pretty good. I think it's been uh, rather comfortable over on this side, Will over in the co-captain. You, please? The no, what? Just leave your shit in the door. Will you take that with you? Well, I, yeah, I planned we on it. A, can we start a new trend where you don't leave your Red Bulls in my car that I find? There's not a Red Bull in no, here. When my car got totaled, the last one, in the cubby hole was a damn Red Bull that had been sitting there for years, probably. Well, I think that's more on you for never uh, checking on yeah, that side probably, of the car. That's probably true. I, I, I was mean, just contributing to the uh, the bottom floor. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, let's start that new trend where you take the shit with me. We can do that. Okay, good. Um, I mean, I, you know, it's it's one of those games. It's just like, can we not have anything nice? <laughs> it really is. Like, there, there was a moment where it's like, you can finally breathe. Oklahoma's not only are they going to win, they're going to do it in somewhat impressive fashion. But Like you still went to the store, and you got a pretty vase, and you put it at your house, and it you know held flowers, and everybody that came in was like, oh, that's, that's a beautiful vase. Uh, but then your kids ruined it and knocked it off the shelf, like eventually. And you're going to go get another nice vase, and let's see if your kids cannot break this one. I mean, was there any moment for you in the fourth quarter that you thought, oh, my God, they might get beat? Yes, after they returned the kickoff. I think after the kickoff return, it was like, that was a moment of... It was just one of those things. Holy shit, what is going on here? You're just like, how bad can they screw this up? Well, and it it hurt even even more, too, because you're seemingly moving the ball, trying to run out the clock, and then you basically run into a uh, another penalty problem, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a hold. I mean, you know... Nothing was going to surprise me. I, I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time even charting when, when, when one play happened over another. So much shit happened today. Yeah. And sitting here in a car at sure twelve thirty seven. It's night. hard without looking at the game plan or the uh, play by play. Yeah. But it's, uh, like, it's. I mean, when they had the kick return, 
they did the onside. They didn't get it. I think it was Hazelwood that got it at that point. I think the no the the onside was uh, Marvin Mims. I think Marvin okay, Mims got the the, the final one, yeah. one. And then it was you know they were out of timeouts. It was it was over. Yeah, yeah. That's when everybody started moseying and back down to the other end of the field. But it but you know that, what was funny is you know the crowd was great. Oh, they were awesome. But they had quit. Like, they were gone. Oh, yeah. When, when they all were, that stuff started happening. Sure. After OU went down to uh, score at the beginning, uh, I guess it would have been midway through the fourth quarter, it started clearing out. And you thought, okay, everybody, like, everybody survived. Like, take a deep breath. Everybody's uh, – this is uh, not only a good win. This is maybe a borderline, like, a great victory for the way that they were able to, uh, you know, kind of go away winning. But yeah, then everything when, when, was everything was ruined. Everything was like scrapped after that. When OU came out and scored those first two possessions in the second half, you just thought, okay, they finally yeah, they've kind of asserted themselves. They finally come out and put together a complete. And then they and then they go they go right back to. Uh, I think that was when that's Mukes when Mukes came in up. and the first play, the first play that he's in there. Was it fifty-seven yards or something? They go right at him. They go right at him, and I have to think that that was Skylar Thompson saying. That's my guy. Yeah. That's a number that I ha- I don't recognize. Yeah. And he looks too big to be a corner. Well, he looks a lot more comfortable over there than uh, Harrington did. Uh, did we? Do we know that? Do we ever see Harrington? Oh, that's too shit. That's too. That that is true. <laughs> that is true. But at the same time, I don't know. They got to find some answers though, because. Uh, I you know I don't know if anybody's watched Texas over the last couple of weeks, but uh, it would seem that Casey Thompson has that thing moving in the right direction. Now I still don't think that TCU is very good defensively. No, they're not. And they only put up 32 points, so we'll see. But you know, you have a chance of getting run out of the Cotton Bowl next week if you know this kind of shit doesn't catch your attention. Well, and it's the question that we continually have, and the question that. Alex Grinch has and that Lincoln Riley has, can you build on this? Like, sure. you finally have something that you can build on that you haven't had the rest of the season. Like, what you did against Western Carolina does not count. Right. There's no build, there was no adversity, there's no building on that. Uh, you struggle against Nebraska, you know, it, and it was, it was a similar version to this one, like, and Alex Grinch said it the other way, he, he used an analogy that he didn't think was very good, I thought it was kind of good. He said, it's like you're you're putting out fires all the time, and then you say, "Wow, I'm a really good fireman." Like that's not the way to look at things. Like you, you don't want to start fires. Or, sure. You know, I think you said you're starting fires all the time, uh, and then you say to yourself, "Man, I'm a really good fireman because I can put them out." Like, stop doing it. Stop, stop putting yourself in the position where you have to survive. Like, is this team ever going to learn that lesson? Uh. And we can find out next week. Yeah. Right now, I can't say that they have. Cause, and that kind of goes back to like what we were talking about in the weeks leading up to this as far as like the mentality of this team doesn't – I know this sounds stupid, so I'm going to just go ahead and get that out there. This is a stupid thing to say. That's why it's hard for me to buy into this team thinking that they can be a, you know, quote-unquote national championship caliber. I know that they are far away – from being a national championship caliber squad on the field. But it's like, do they get it between the ears enough to be able to do something like that? And right now, I just don't think that they do. 
Yeah. Hell, we'll take away national championship. Can they win a Big 12 championship? Can this group win a Big 12 championship? I mean, I, we're going to find out coming up on Saturday uh, because I think Texas is playing just about as well as anybody in the league right now. I mean, Oklahoma State's playing really well, beating Baylor sure. tonight. Sure, um, sure. It just, like, there's there's just this mental block, though. Like, when you hear stuff that Alex Grinch has to say today or you hear, uh, you know, some of the stuff that Lincoln Riley said after the game, it just, like, what's the disconnect right now? Like, why are they – have they have they found too much success on the defensive side of the ball and they think that they're hot shit now? Like – you would think that they would handle success a lot better, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, either that or it's it's the same problem they always have with Kansas State, and they were fortunate to get out of there with a win. Sure. And we'll see against Texas. Sure. You know, if they are who we think they are. That's another one of those games. And what, it, did, uh, what did Tech hold West Virginia to today? Uh, I don't think 27, I think. 24-27? Which, that's the most surprising outcome of the day for Tech to go up to Morgantown and win this afternoon. Those poor, tortured people of Morgantown. They just, it was alumni weekend, too. I would imagine that they did not have a good day. Man. Um, all right, I think uh, I think that's going to do it. Um, it's just, it was such a weird day. There's hope, but there's also a little bit of despair. Yeah, it's like one of those things. It's like they gave you a lot of reasons to like – even like I tweeted this out after the first series. It's like I know that they lost yardage in the grand scheme of things. They had minus yardage after the first series. I liked what – I liked a lot of what they did though, like getting the ball to Marvin Mims. I just – here's my thing, like just dealing with running the scoop account all day. It's it's troubling how many people are just targeting individual players. Yeah. I I think you have to come to the realization that this is all about more than one person here or there. No, it is. 100%. You can lump it on coaches if you want to, but it's not just about Spencer Rattler. It's not just as bad as he was. It's not just about Tyree Shobbins. A lot of today was, but, like, at some point – these guys have to figure it out together, and they kind of started doing that today. And I think that you can stay off of Spencer Rattler's back for a little while, knowing that he's a pretty good quarterback when everything else is working. Sure, like it's supposed to work. Sure, defensively, I still think the linebackers have to take the brunt of the blame right now. Yeah, they just like I carry. I told you walking out of the stadium tonight. I don't know if there's a more disappointing from what my expectations were going into the season than somebody like a David Awegbu. I thought yeah. he was going to be incredible. We all thought he was like the NFL talent on this team. I mean, do you remember the stuff that they were saying like back during the spring about Brian Osamoa and the type of spring he had had? Yeah. Well, they also said that Shane Witter was like the fastest human being on on the team. Sure. They just I, I don't know why they continue to get lost. Would love to talk to Brian Odom. Would love to talk to an assistant coach uh, to talk about, like, you know, just what he thinks of their overall play, but that'll never happen. So, uh, I don't know. They got to be better, though. They have to be better, or B. John Robinson will absolutely murder them next week. Yeah, they'll let him run it 30 times, and he'll run it for 300 yards. I mean, there's no reason that he shouldn't touch the ball 
30, 35 times next week. Yeah, I mean, it's... Look. I tweeted that at something else out today, too. It's like, what was Tom Herman doing last year? How did they not get him the ball? Yeah, they wouldn't play him last year. Unbelievable. I mean, they just would not put him on the field. They put, it's uh, like Matt Nagy incompetence. And isn't Tom Herman up in Chicago right now? Maybe that's what his deal is. Is like, don't play the best player. Maybe that's his mantra. Maybe Michelle told him to do it. I miss Michelle. I'm going to miss her next weekend. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Eskridge Lexus uh, postgame podcast. Uh, I've got my flip-flops on now. Now that we're in Oklahoma, I'm feeling good. Ready to get home. Another big day tomorrow. Uh, as you're listening to this, I'm sure. Uh, get ready for another edition of the Isaiah Thomas Show. I'm very excited Make about sure that. you're subscribed. Get subscribed on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash Soonerscoop. It'll take you right to us. Get subscribed so you know when those next shows drop. Uh, I know Isaiah has been very excited about it as well and uh, planning future episodes and all that. So uh, really proud of the program, happy that we've got it going now. Uh, And uh, plenty more to come, lots more coverage. It's OU Texas week. You know we're going to have the coverage. Uh, So stay with us on Soonerscoop.com. And stay with us uh, right here on the post-game podcast. Uh, the Eskridge Lexus Post Game Podcast and the Unofficial 40 Podcast. So until next week, post Texas, you guys have a great week and we'll see you then.